John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the line, this is your song. Welcome, everybody, to our Daily Gun Show. Come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern, and we talk about guns for an hour. Uh, we've got a bunch of people joining us tonight. We've been listening to, well, we've been watching the thing off of air uh, before the show here. I've uh, been doing that over on Gun Channels on Fridays. So if anybody's interested in joining us pre-show, uh, feel free next Friday. Anyway, we've got a bunch of people joining us. we got Al jumping in from Texas. Thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. Angelina's jumping in from California. Thanks for joining. These people might not be there. Uh, Dave's jumping in. Where are you from? What part of the country? Indiana. All right on. And we got uh, Gary jumping in from Kansas. Hi, thanks for the invite. Uh, where are we at? Pink is joining us from Ohio. Thanks for joining. Yep, thanks for the invite. And then Roosted's up in Minnesota. Thanks for jumping in. Thanks for the invite, G. Hope everybody's doing fantastic this Friday. I'm down here in Arizona, and there's links out to others. If you're uh, interested in joining, then head over to gunchannels.com, which is a community focused on firearms, and uh, try to do stuff over there. So on Fridays on this show, we try to uh, talk about tech and the industry. So uh, let's see if we got any topics over here. I don't think we really have any topics. So... We've got a SHOT Show coming up. We've got the end of the year. We've got uh, potential legislation all over the place. So I don't know where we want to take anybody. Got any topics to start us with? Um, what about 2019 gun laws all over the U.S.? Do we know any? We have 10 ready to be submitted in Minnesota, but nobody knows what they are yet. Plastic bullshit, I'm sure. What does that mean? Oh, red flag laws. I mean, they just, they haven't, uh, nobody's got an overview of them yet because they haven't been submitted. They just have been talked that they're drafted and ready to be submitted on the 8th or the 9th. Oh, okay. So this they go is into session. to be voted on, not stuff that already is voted on waiting to be happening like in California. Correct. Correct. I was gonna say everybody's probably waiting until they get the new legislation in there since uh, they voted in more Democrats there so they'll start pushing more and more. Yeah like once they all start office. When is that? I believe it's the eighth or the ninth here. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought I heard. Yeah, it's usually in January. Along the uh, government shutdown last, right? Well, that won't affect the uh, state legislation, though. <clears throat> so. No, it, sh it shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be pushing pushing it in the individual states. Yeah, and I believe where our state session begins on uh, Tuesday the 8th here in Minnesota. And you anticipate they're just going to jump right in with that stuff? Yeah, yeah I think they'll go. Go ahead. go ahead, Pink. 
Well, I was just going to say that. I mean, that's that's you know probably going to be their game plan. Uh, go in with guns, bla- well, guns blazing, so to speak, and try to push as much as possible. Yeah, we've gotten a couple of email updates from our uh, local Pro 2A organizations that, uh, <clears throat> like I said, there sounds like they have 10 of them drafted and slated to be introduced on the 8th. So it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. I found an article online and it says uh, some kind of gun tax thing is happening here. A new excise on gun sales tax. And then uh, Oregon and Washington have that bans ownership or purchase of guns by domestic abuse, abuse offenders and people under restraining orders. So they'll have that. And then Illinois and Florida have the uh, allows authorities to seize guns from someone determined to be a danger to themselves or others. And then New Jersey and Ohio. New Jersey's banning, what is this, magazines? More than 10 rounds. And then what's Ohio doing? Shouldn't be anything. Is this I think that's already in effect in New Jersey, the uh, magazine ban. Yeah, let's see, this is... in place already. Oh, this is a couple Let's days see. old, but Ohio Should State just... Legislator could vote as early as Thursday. Did this happen? Wait, what is it? Overriding a gun bill rejected this month by John. Oh, Kennedy. yeah. Yep. Yeah, we overturned the uh, veto. Oh, congratulations. That's something positive. There's all, you know, there's not a lot of uh, firearms victories, but there's one right there. Yeah. All right. Well, that was uh, 2019 gun laws. Yeah, they we didn't get a. I was gonna say we didn't get a complete victory because you know they kind of changed the wording on that uh, stand your ground law that uh, we was passing, but it's a small chunk, so small steps. We'll we'll take anything we can get. Yeah, totally. I mean, any I mean, you know. I mean, we uh, we'll be uh, able to get shockwaves now. We, they fixed the wording on that, so you gonna get one? Uh, probably. Yeah, they look pretty cool. A lot of focus on the bump stack stock things. What did you find an article that is about all 2019, or you just found an article that talks about a couple of things? It just had a couple of things for. Uh... A couple states it didn't really have a lot of stuff it was just like a quick google to see if there's anything so for some reason adam is saying what if any gun laws make sense and should be allowed to happen I don't know what, that means. Wait, what does that mean I think we need to go back to 1934 and start there wiping out the gun laws. Amen. 
I think, yeah, I think he's talking about, you know, gun laws are unconstitutional <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. Uh, that's what I was trying to say, kind of. But I say we just go back to 1934 and repeal everything that's been passed. Yeah. I would say that uh, if you do something violently, then, you know, there's different consequences. So why it needs to be uh, specific laws for the, I don't know, to prevent people from owning the property or something. Murder is already against the law. Right. So to suggest that some law would prevent stuff is suggesting that the law is what's preventing it. I think the good nature of human beings is what's preventing it. And that's because we got so many things that could hurt each other, suggesting that just this one piece of property, this one machine, somehow some law against this machine, which just happens to be a vital machine for resistance against tyranny and all that. Um, you know, so if you outlaw that one machine, that somehow things are safer, not get rid of the laws that they think that the world will be just as safe. And then we can realize that the thing that's keeping us safe is just the good intentions of each other and that the laws aren't providing that safety. So I don't see good laws. I just see laws that exist to reinforce nothing and then are pointed at to justify a giant state or state control of stuff. Yeah, feel-good propaganda. Yeah, worse than feel-good. Because like you say, they can point at those laws and say, see, these were needed because that stuff's so violent. It's so dangerous. They have to have special laws for them. But there's proof that their their thoughts are flawed in that area. How do you mean? They say that uh, gun-free zones make it safer, but in actuality, look at where the bulk of your mass shootings occur in gun-free zones. So their logic is flawed. So Adam is saying he's bringing the question that was brought to him a few times when talking to people uh, who don't understand. So uh, I think I heard it best just recently when somebody said about gun violence, then what about then the, the question they ask whenever somebody brings up gun violence is what about knife violence? Why do you draw the line at gun violence when it's not even the number one violent thing? Handguns are you know used often for violence, but not, you know, that anyway, so the things are used violently. So why do they draw the line at gun violence? And at least that makes them perhaps question it. But what do you guys think? What's uh, how do you address that question when somebody brings it up? Like, what about the laws that make sense? What law makes sense, though? There are more people killed with hands, feet, and other body parts than are killed by guns in total. Well, not all guns, all rifles, yeah. All guns with include handguns, that's more like 5,000 or 6,000. 
Okay. I, you're right. I <laughs> I botched that part of it. But when you talk about it, yeah, I mean, there's these laws against rifles specifically in places, and literally more people are clobbered to death with each other, you know, just beating each other with their hands. Well, you can point to England, which has no guns, and look at their... They just surpassed New York State for number of murders. Yep, so they put in knife bands now. Right. I mean, so... <laughs> but the question is valid, so... That's one of the things when you're having a, a discussion with somebody, if you don't have a good way to address questions like that, then what you end up with is not sounding like you're prepared or not sounding like your position's as strong, right? So I think that's super, it's a definitely one that's worth uh, having conversations to practice or to uh, I don't know, seek out what other how other people answer that question so that you can give them, I mean, that's my actual answer too is, you know, they say, what about the gun laws that make sense? Ask them to to show where these gun laws do make sense. But that's not the only uh, counter to that, right? And it's that having one counter isn't effective because how often does one thing work for all situations? So how can one response work for all people who throw that question at you, right? You want to have at least a couple of different ways to address it, right? I guess, yeah, you're right on that aspect of it. You need more than one response because different individuals will look at things from a different direction. So you need to have more than one, uh, more than one argument for it. I got a lot of dead air tonight with eight people in here. So let's go. Well, they're <clears throat> right now they're going after the guns because I mean, uh, back in the past, you know, everybody <clears throat> used to hunt for their food. Yeah. You know, everybody, you know, all houses had, uh, guns to go out and get their food. You know, now with you know, technology and everything, you just, you know, go online, order what you want from the store, drive there, pick it up, and they bring it out to you. So they're going after the easy items. Um, they're not going so much after knives because if you sit there and tell them, you know, there's ban on knives, then all the moms in the kitchens are going to go up in arms because they won't be able to make uh, you know, the evening meal with their kitchen utensils now. Because they're getting a lot of slack over there in uh, England because of that. They're banning, banning kitchen knives now and everything else. Well, it's not banned to buy them, right? It's just banned to, like, have it out of your kitchen walking down the street. How do you get it out of your... I mean, how do you get it into your kitchen and everything? Well, I know they got them like locked up, like on a like at, when you go to the store, they're like locked up. 
So, I mean, I guess you can transport it home, but... They had those, like, knife turn-in... Yeah, knife turn-in boxes and shit. Well, they had another program where they were willing to grind the sharp tip off of any knife that you brought them, as far as, like, kitchen knives went. Oh, sweet. Because nobody's ever been killed with a cleaver. Yeah, right. Let, let's <laughs> grind the point off of it so you can't stab anybody with it, but you can still slash them to death. Jack the Ripper. Exactly. If people are bound and determined to do violence to each other, they'll do it. It doesn't matter what tools are available. They'll find something. Wow, you're super low. It's like, oh, we can hear you talking, but it's super low. It's like you're in the other room. Oh, really? Let's change this home. We will just all wait. We'll just hang on. Um, but yeah, anyway, I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, I guess every gun law is an infringement, right? I mean, that's really the core of, of gun laws. Every gun law is an infringement. That's my argument. Every, every law that has been passed that has to do with gun control in any way shape or form is an infringement upon our right to bear arms well and then people say the second amendment says well regulated militia you know all you ammo sexuals aren't well regulated yes but that's not ah, but when they wrote it they take exactly. well regulated. Well, at the time the Constitution was drafted, first of all, the militia was anyone over a certain age, whether they were in service or not. So the militia argument is off the table. Second of all, the the well regulated meant like a clock that kept accurate time was considered well regulated. So it, it meant a group of people who knew what they were doing, but not necessarily licensed by the state or, or that kind of stuff. The militia was supposed to, you know, the militia was any group of any group of people over a certain age. I believe at the time the age was 18. Um, I think it was 18 to 60 or something like that. And they were expected to have their own firearms and they were expected to be well regulated in that they were proficient with their firearms. Okay, so you're saying that the the framers of the Constitution are saying well regulated just means that you can you're you know thirteen to sixty and you know how to shoot your gun. Right, that was the whole point of well regulated militia, and 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 in fact, the last argument is an English argument. I mean, English language argument, which is. The, the leading clause, you know, a well-regulated militia being whatever it is to the something of a free state, 
that is a explanatory clause. It does not have any impact on the clause that follows. It is just a justification. And it doesn't, it's not a, a limiting clause to what follows. And that is how the English language is written. So anybody who's, who doesn't understand that great big comma that's between a free state comma, the right of the people to keep and bear arms should not be infringed, don't know what they're talking about. And again, and the people, the people didn't mean, they used the people all over the Bill of Rights. And every time they used the people, they, they mean an individual right granted to, to the voters, basically. It was the citizen. In contrast, they never, they never put anything in there that's a right of the state at all. It's just the restrictions of the state. Right, they, they don't say the right of the militia to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. They say the right of the people. And common usage in all, in every other place they, they have it in the Constitution, when they say the people, they're talking about the citizens. You got to think, we didn't have a standing army back then either. So that's why their argument that it was, you know, going that way is no and void. They were well, against yeah, the same hey, thing. The, the, the one thing that they, the, uh, how do I, the one thing that they say about that, though, is that because we now have a standing army, that the militia is no longer needed. Well, now this gets down to the, this gets down to the argument of the words in that particular phrase that say necessary to a free state. When they use the word state in that context, they did not mean the state like the state of Massachusetts or the state of Connecticut. They meant the state of living, being a, having a free life. And the whole reason that the Second Amendment was written has nothing to do with self-defense. It has nothing to do with hunting. It has to do with tyranny of the state and being able to fight against the tyranny of the state. And that is the hardest argument to make with all, with all the, uh, the gun control people because they just can't conceive that the state that pays their welfare bills and gives them, you know, free stuff for their kids and does their education, that anybody could ever want to rebel against the state. Right. That's the real argument, right, is whether or not the what's got if, is the state out for your best interest. And if they think it is, then... They, that's abhorrent to them, right? The idea of the concept. Exactly. The answer to that is the state is not out for you. <laughs> the state is out for itself and its own pockets, which it can line. Okay, well, so what about, I mean, there's the, uh, the well-regulated militia. What about the other angle that I hear often, which is... Um, you know, the founding fathers, when they wrote that constitution, they wrote that second amendment, they weren't thinking about these scary black AR-15s and these black pistols. They were thinking about these wood rifles and, you know, cannons. Uh, I hate to say okay, that. Okay, so and I should have a cannon in my front yard? And in fact, most of the cannon that were owned in the war, in the, civil, in, in the uh, war for independence, were privately owned. Yeah. So yes, they meant you to have the arms 
the common arms of the time. That was the whole point was that you were supposed to have the common arms of the time. And again, that goes to the same argument of, well, they didn't anticipate the internet, so there's no such thing as free speech on a web. And no one would no one would ever accept that. No one would ever accept that premise. Oh, there was no, you know, well, I guess there were such things as new page, newspapers and stuff, but there was no such thing as television. So obviously there's no right to speech, free speech on television or on the radio, because there was no such thing as a radio. Well, no one would ever accept those limitations. That's that's foolish. And the control of the mediums and the, uh, all the tech behind them, that's all in public hands, and no one's ever had any problem with that. And that's super influential. And Yeah, but there's a, here comes the argument on that. You've got companies, big corporations like YouTube and others that are squashing people who have a a thought that is not of what they want. I'll put it that way. Well, just just because they do it, though, doesn't necessarily mean it's legal and legitimate. The biggest problem that caused that, I hate to say it, it happened just not too many years ago when they had the big ruling that companies were people. And that, oh, yeah. that's a good point. That, that is what caused that. They, they said companies are people and they have to be afforded the same rights. And, and, and that it was all, that was all done with campaign finance reform, right? The, the, I can't remember the name of the, the, the bill or all that, but, but there was that bill that they passed that said, yep, companies have the right to uh, have political action groups and participate in fundraising and stuff like that because they're people. And that, I personally think that's one of the worst pieces of legislation ever, but that's, you know, that's the way it goes. Well, when you're talking about the scary black rifle, this one right here is a scary wood rifle. This is a rapid fire uh, flintlock. Oh, look at that thing. Which was almost commissioned by the uh, American troops. Well, they had volley guns too. You know, they had guns that, that had eight or nine barrels and they all went off at once. And, yeah. you know, they had pepper boxes. And, I mean, the armament of, of the Civil War, I mean, of the, not Civil War, the, uh, the War of Independence, there was quite a bit of incredible armament running around at the time. Right. And that's another one of the, the other side's arguments is that they didn't know that we would have the technology of today of multi multi-fire uh, arms. And, uh, and it's like, well, wait a minute. Didn't they have other weapons other than just a single shot musket? Yes, they did. So, you know, how can you say that, that we should ban these because they didn't know about this idea? Yeah, so, so that, that argument is fallacious on both points. There were uh, multiple uh, uh, discharged firearms at the time, and there, and there were, uh, uh, and you still had the argument of, well, why don't you apply the same limits to the first? that you apply. Uh, here's another good example. So, so the cell phone, right? Well, they have ruled that the police cannot just come in and demand that they, you give them access to your cell phone. 
and that comes under the Fourth Amendment, where you're you're secure in your right and and your and your possessions, and that you don't have to. And also, of course, self-incrimination. But they that technology, they have no problem at all applying those really old Bill of Rights, you know, to that technology as well. So it 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 it's modern society is just full of examples where the second amendment is literally a second class amendment and does not afford is not afforded the same protections as all the other amendments in the bill of rights it's amazing that i'll agree with you on that that they kind of treat the second amendment like uh it's not a big deal all the others well we we can't mess with those but with the second amendment we'll just keep stripping your rights away yeah it's like the red-headed stepchild of the amendments yeah well they're working on the first now they're working really hard on getting rid of the first and they're certainly getting rid of the working on hard on getting rid of the fourth you know this all this hate speech stuff and and oh we're gonna you know people that censor you we're gonna protect them you know that kind of stuff i mean they're they're really going after you they're they're going after us all the way around they just want us to be a, a docile i mean we we ran a little late you know 1984 is coming a little bit late but uh but it's all coming just the same well gun control is actually just people control so comes down to it yeah. that is correct yeah, the operative word of gun control is not gun, it's control. Well, it was a pretty healthy discussion on it. A bunch of people out there acting, uh, being involved in it. So got all kinds of stuff. Patriot was saying as of now, Google, YouTube, Facebook, etc. are not the government. The Bill of Rights only pertains to restrict what government can do. And uh, I think that's valid. But no, 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 no. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. First of all, there, there are there is special legislation that specifically protects YouTube, Facebook, and other corporations like that that own social media platforms because they claim that they are platforms with equal access and no bias. And as a result, they don't get treated the same as someone like a publisher who is responsible for his content. And they are lying about their bias, and they are affecting that bias, but telling the government that they're not biased. And so they have special rules that keep them from getting sued by people because they say that they are a public platform and they do not enforce bias. So I, I strongly disagree. Now, I granted, the, 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 the First Amendment restricts government. That's true. But government has a special relationship with these big platforms, just like government had a special relationship with the phone company. And that they are abusing that special relationship. So there. That's an interesting angle on it. I haven't heard that one before, I don't think. Yeah, that's a new angle that I've not heard on that one so I oh yeah that I'll was why when to... those guys went up and testified everybody was so pissed that they just sat there with their smiles on their faces saying oh our algorithms are are totally agnostic our algorithms don't don't uh uh 
operate differently on one set of people than they do on another, when you can plainly prove that conservative voices are the ones that get shuttered all the time. And the, and the reason that you're not allowed to sue them is because there is, they have a special, they have a special relationship, a special statutory relationship with the government that says, because you provide a platform, but you do not, uh, uh, monitor or, 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 uh, censor content, we'll let you, we'll let you operate this way and we will protect you from your users basically. And, and so they've got it both ways. They censor people, but they say they're not censoring people, and the government protects them. Well, as far as I'm concerned, that's an abuse, and, and I think that does fall under the First Amendment because they are using the government's power to protect themselves from being sued because they're not adhering to their own contracts. Well, so, what yes. about the people who had proof that, like, Twitter was taking, and if you... Uh, tried to retweet something it wouldn't allow it or if you liked something it wouldn't allow it the the issue then becomes now it's up to the courts and if courts are not doing their jobs i mean look, i mean look what happened here in connecticut right we you know we passed our 2013 bill it was patently unconstitutional it was a patent infringement on on the second amendment the the lower court circuit judge admitted in his ruling that it infringed the second amendment and scotus refused to hear it and we spent a million dollars and got told to go home so uh, again there's that is why you have the second amendment because eventually when you cannot depend on on the three uh, legs of government to to protect your rights as an individual, that's when you go to your gun case. I think that was pretty that was pretty good, and I, I mean, I agree with pretty much everything that you said there, cycle. So Patriot is trying to, you know have an interaction through the lag of a uh, text chat and everything, but a uh, bill of rights only stops government from infringing. The second does not give you a right. It only protects it from the government. So wouldn't that be the same for the first? That That is true. Everything in the bill of rights is supposed to be an unalienable right. And the bill of rights sets out the fact that government is not supposed to step on those unalienable rights, which are yours just because you're a human being. But I guess you're saying that because of some arrangement between the platforms on the internet and the way the government regulates or doesn't regulate them, that uh, that blurs the line between public and government as far as the second or first goes? That's what I believe, yes. Hmm. They become the, in effect, they become a GSL. They become a government-sponsored organization. It's not the government, but they enjoy a special relationship. Then do you then say that there has to be some sort of government involvement with them? Or is the involvement that they stand aside? The, the involvement is that the government is protecting them, even though they are abusing us. And, and it's not and it's not really the First Amendment free speech thing. It's we have contracts with them. That cannot be enforced because the government gives them special dispensation to sidestep the contract. Interesting. So I think that's a 
I didn't expect it to go there, but that's something that uh, be I think worthy of talking about further. And uh, how do you assist or combat that? It has to be through personal. Let's assume it has to be personal decision and preference and action, right? As opposed to, you know, the other alternative would be some sort of a governmental. Um, uh, influence to the platforms, like you know, the opportunity or sort of uh, electronic version of equal access. Well, first of all, the government actually uh, owns ninety percent of the servers that actually uh, run the internet. So these companies have gotten to where. Because they're, uh, uh, how do I say that? The government has these companies taking care of this equipment and allowing these companies to do what they do. Then we need to step in and say, no, no more of that. Right, Cycle? Um, yes and no. I mean, th that was one of the big problems, like when the government just gave up the domain name service, for instance and actually sold it to an international organization, which you may or may not be aware of. So it used to be the United States owned the service that assigned domain names and monitored whose name was what and, and where it where it routed and all that. And they decided that they didn't want to be in that business. And they actually sold that to a, an international organization. Of course, there was a huge brouhaha about it at the time, but it, it still happened. But yeah, the part, part and of that because they were in control of it since it, it was invented here and it existed and it became a thing that needed to be done it got done kind of out of necessity i guess so uh because it was done here though in a free country it was done with just capitalist rules right it was if you bought it it was yours there was no qualification determination of ethics or morality or anything to whatever you bought and you could buy a name and point it anywhere. The potential is that once it's no longer housed or controlled by a free entity or an entity that has individual freedom in mind, then there could be qualifications put on, you know, you have to have enough money, of course, but then also, you know, does it meet some level of qualification before you can take possession or buy a new name? And then we have a different internet that people can't just be part of, they have to qualify to be part of. Or is that just worrying about things just to worry about things? Well, I, I think I think that's absolutely true. I, I think you, you could absolutely get to the point where people say, hey, you're part of a third world country and we don't like your dictatorial leadership, so we're not gonna sell you these services, bad. Yeah, there's nothing stopping like uh, the nation of Iran from buying uh, one of the domain servers and then you have to abide by their rules if you want one of those domains. That's how Iran controls their people's uh, internet access and uh, Kim Jong-un did, did the same thing by uh, only having state-owned uh, domain servers. You had to go through their servers and they controlled exactly what you could and could not see and could and could not do. 
the Chinese do the same thing. And they heavily censor what, what information comes on to their, what comes into their country. I'm just going to play host here since a bunch of other people have jumped in since we started this show. So we've got Al jumping in from Texas, Angelina from California, Cycles here from Connecticut, uh, Dave's here from Indiana, we've got Gary from Kansas, uh, Dano jumped in from Illinois, Patriot just jumped in from Michigan, we've got Pink in Ohio and Roosted in Minnesota, I'm down here in Arizona. Uh, I know Patriot had something to bring up with uh, Cycles comments there. Um, and then I'm going to throw Scott's comment over on the YouTube side out here because uh, it's on to point. Uh, members of Congress threatened Facebook and YouTube and others that they would change the law and treat them as if they were publishers. And they really didn't like that. I'm guessing he means YouTube and Facebook didn't like that. Is that part of the same thing you were talking about, Cycle, or is that something else? That, that's exactly right. If a publisher assumes responsibility for his content. And if slanderous content or inaccurate content gets put out there, people have a legal right to sue them for damages. And that is what you do not have with Facebook and YouTube because they are not considered publishers. They are considered a platform that is content neutral, that they are not responsible for the content that all us little content creators put out there. That's the argument that that led to the laws being passed okay but if they're not responsible for what the content creator creates then how can they control what is disseminated on let's say on your channel you know how can they stop you from putting out whatever you want to put out there for information exactly. that's the point oh yeah that's the point because if they can if they can modify and push things a certain way then they're not being a platform they're being a publisher and that, i think that was the whole question was if, if it is found that they're leaning a certain way or slanting things a certain way then they wouldn't be considered a platform they would be pushed more for a publisher and that's why they change their terms of service all the time i mean i can't remember how many times i've had to agree to a brand new terms of service on uh, YouTube because they keep changing it, you know, changing the uh, um, scope of what you're allowed to put on there. I know that Cycle, do you have issues with them getting on you for some of the videos that you have out uh, doing um, with uh what is it they called they've called it something or another about uh um gunsmithing type of stuff and you're not allowed to show or not supposed to show doing any kind of gunsmithing type work i've, I've never had a problem but i'm such a small fish they probably just haven't got around to me Thing I was going to throw out, I just, I don't know if, if it's theoretical or not, but I mean, all of us understand that the Second Amendment is a protection of a right. It's not, it doesn't give us the right. And all it does is it protects us from the government infringing on that. Right? Everybody agrees with that? Is that? That's the way it was originally set up. 
but that's okay. not how it is any longer. Well, the whole idea is just from just from how I see it, and I am just a blind guy, and you know, I I may be wrong, but this is how I perceive it. The Bill of Rights protects the people from the government screwing with their stuff, basically. You know, saying no, you can't practice that religion. No, you can't say that. No, you're going to jail just like they do in Korea, etc. Now, with that, you know, there are laws obviously protecting. You know, cycle camp from coming in my house and telling me I can't say something. You know, but those are different laws than the Bill of Rights. Is, is am I on the same track? You know, th there's a separation of you know the Bill of Rights basically blocks the government from doing bad things to the people. I mean, as far as I see it, I don't I don't see it as you know, oh, I have a freedom of religion, I can do what I want, and you know, you come over and yell at me and, and stuff. There's other laws. They don't say, oh, you have, I don't know. Is that is that correct? Or am I kind of going off I'm with trying you. to separate I'm it too nicely? I think you're fine. Yeah, you're, you're on the right track. That's the way it was originally set up by the framers. Well, but you have the problem of the fact that they've made laws that, you know, basically in 1934 they took and totally infringed upon the second amendment you know uh and then again in 86 uh it, you know they did another great big one that infringed upon our rights i understand that and and that that i mean that's obviously that's why we're here is is we're trying to get information out about that and how to change that but going back to the bill of rights now me walking into a restaurant and them saying you can't have a firearm. That's not infringing on my Second Amendment rights because they're they're not the government. I mean, now if I'm walking into whatever you know, post, I mean, obviously they have laws against different things you know with the government. But I'm just I'm just looking at it as with you know the First Amendment, Second Amendment, you know, all the amendments with a private individual. You would be correct. They have. Yeah. Uh, an individual store has the right to say that they don't want to allow you into their um, store with a firearm. Yes. They're not and, saying and, you can't own guns. They're just saying, don't bring your guns in my place. Yes, exactly. Right. And so I'm just carrying it the other direction. Now you have uh, a community center that allows you to do, you know, work at the library. You know, the library, I guess, is, is, you know, government owned or whatever, you know, community owned. You go in there and you can use their computers to fill out, you know, uh, resumes and whatever, you know, get jobs. But they don't want you in there researching how to make, you know, bombs or something. You know, they, they can put limits on that. But them Oh, being... but they have books on the shelf that you can use to learn how to make a bomb. And that's and that's fine. But what I'm saying though is they they being a, a private entity that which is not a government. I mean, they could be a corporation or whatever, you know, like YouTube. I mean, without going to the extreme, jumping all the way to but YouTube with the huge. Any public library is actually owned by a municipality of some sorts, so that would yeah. be a government institution. Okay. Same thing with the schools, and the gun-free zone thing. 
I'm just I'm just taking it, you know, it, instead of jumping all the way to YouTube and Facebook, which are enormous, and there's a, you know, as of right now, obviously, they're not the government. I mean, they probably would love to be, you know, and that's with the robots and all that. But, you know, without jumping to that extreme of something so huge, you know, just like, you know, a mom and pop shop, if, if they chose not to have, you know, you have to wear a belt to walk in the store, or, you know, whatever, you know, some kind of weird limit with capitalism. That's how obviously we, we fix a lot of things, but as far as going from the government, you know, the bill of rights to me is, is just to restrict the government from messing with rights I already have. So, right? so let's, let's take a spin off of that just for fun. Okay. okay? So I own a restaurant. Yes. And it's my restaurant, private yes. property. I own the land and all that. And you walk in the, the, the door and I say, get out. I will not serve you. Yes. And you have that and right. The reason I won't serve you is because you're black. Yes. Now, well, there are laws. Who, now wait, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. But there are laws about that that yes. say you cannot, you cannot. And that's part of the Bill of Rights. But they're not, they don't throw that Bill of Rights as the law that they're they're citing usually don't they have oh, absolutely you know the, absolutely. the it's a bill but but what i'm saying is so so here is an example of there is a there is a bill there is an amendment to the bill of rights that equal treatment under the law right says you cannot differentiate based on rex a race color creed sexual orientation blah 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 you cannot infringe those people's rights but you can infringe the number two amendment, the right you have to bear a firearm. Why is that allowed? Because we, the people, have allowed it to happen. Yes, exactly that. No, that's not the reason, but I, I thought I'd catch on that one. Yeah, it's, well. It's well, I was going to say that amendment was the 14th Amendment. That wasn't actually in the Bill of Rights. The, I thought all, it was the 14th. All of those amendments I, are considered. That, that's, that is the Bill of Rights. I thought the no, one the first was a bill. 10 yeah, the are first the 10 Bill of the Rights. Bill. Yes. And then you have amendments to the Constitution that exactly. uh, encompass the 14th. And it, my whole idea was is that, you know, the, the original. Ten. I, mean, I didn't. Obviously, I didn't say that. But you know, that blocked the government from infringing on rights we already have, because obviously we, we have those rights. You know, before we. Well, didn't. the first ten are uh, in the Bill of Rights. The first, you know, that section was supposed to have been the God-given rights. Um, and I don't know exactly how to explain that, but those yeah, rights were right there from birth. Yes. Unalienable rights granted by your creator. Yep. Whoever you think. There you, you go. Cycle camp. Or the robot. But I just, I just wanted to throw that in there because a lot of times I, I hear people going around the same circle and, you know, it, it's like they're, they're pushing that, you know, you know, well, we have first amendment rights in, you know, YouTube isn't letting me do it. Well, you know, that, I mean, obviously it falls in with monopolies and them being so huge, but if there's 10 restaurants in my, my town and one's a jerk and doesn't allow me to wear a gun t-shirt in there, 
I got five other ones to go to, and that's capitalism, and they'll they'll collapse. We, you know, I mean that falls with with making laws for different things or whatever. But I just I just wanted to throw that out there because a lot of times it just seems like everybody jumps on that. You know, it's like they look the other way that the, the government is the one that is supposed to be stopped. I mean, I obviously with some people screaming shall not be infringed. Obviously, that's all they focus on. But I, I just wanted to throw that out there just because sometimes it seems like it gets missed. So your premise is that be, uh, people forget that individual businesses have the right to say yay or nay to things, but the government has no right. I, I owned a business and I trained uh, wounded veterans, blind people to, to uh, use computers, etc. Right. And I'd have, you know, whatever I, I could say, all I'm doing is this, you know, if, if you, you know, if, if I like you or whatever, I'll, I'll train you. But if you're not, and I got a lot of flack when I started it, because there's, there's organizations for, you know, blind people out here. And everybody likes to be under one umbrella or this umbrella. And if you say something that, that offends somebody, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, you're, you're not going to get any business. But I was under the effect that, you know, if you don't like our military, I don't want to train you anyway. You know, so that, I don't know. I seeing stuff from that side of it. You know, I mean, the government could tell me, yo, you got to train everybody, but they don't do that because that's, I guess I'm a small fish. Yeah, that's. Oh, I, I I've it. owned businesses, <laughs> several several different businesses, but nothing that I have owned has dealt with government entities. So yeah. I haven't had to deal with that type of stuff uh, as far as that goes, uh, you know. And because I'm just a little tiny guy in that big pond of of businesses, you know, uh, I've never been messed with in in those ways. And, and that brings up a, a good point, because if you are a business, but you do business with the government or, or through the government or using government services, then you are required to adhere to the same rules the government adheres to. In other words, you're held to a much higher standard. And that, and that should be, I think. If you're getting reaping benefits from, you know, working with government entities, you know, be it a small, you know, whatever, you know, you, you should be held to a higher standard or limits or whatever. I don't know if that's popular or not, but. Come on, you gotta say the guy, something. And the guy in Colorado with the gay thing cake, I think that's just total horseshit. And that's that's just the left trying to put that guy out of business. That has, you know, he has a perfect right to say who he's going to make a cake for and who he's not going to make a cake for. And and uh, you know, if that offends his beliefs, then that's too damn bad. But Wait a minute, because there's more to that story, Cycle Camp. Uh, cool. He didn't he didn't initially refuse to make that cake. He originally said he would make them a cake, but he would not do 
some portion of the decoration to it the way they wanted it done because it was against his religion. And then the they decided that they were going to attack him and, and take him out of business. Don't Isn't there a clause? I mean, if you're a restaurant that you can refuse anyone's business for any reason, you don't have to, I mean... If somebody's acting a jerk, you don't have to sit there and wait on them. Well, that's I mean, the, is, that's the I, whole I, I, part I, with I, that I, other I, amendment, you know, based on, you know, there are certain protected classes of people, race, creed, color, national origin, sexual orientation, that now seem to supersede that. But it doesn't count if you're fat or if you carry a gun or, you know, you know, or you have to be a conservative. And, and it just seems that, that, uh, there's just no, if you're a human being, there's certain things people have to do. And, and that's what bothers me is we have these protected classes that are based on minorities that have made a lot of noise and, and frankly got treated very poorly. So I don't have a problem with that. But, but the whole bottom line is it ought to be, if you're a human being, then you ought to be treated a certain way and the hell with all this other stuff. Yeah, but the thing on that is... He was willing to make them a cake. You know, it's when they pushed the the issue of wanting certain decorations put on the cake, and he said no. And as far as it goes, the way businesses are, you have the right. It doesn't matter what kind of business you have. You have the right to refu refuse service to anyone that you choose to for any reason yeah he wasn't being attacked by the government he was just being attacked by individuals out in the populace uh, right it was it was a, a couple who had gone to his shop intentionally to set him up to sue him actually it's okay i have a family member who is of the gay persuasion who knows the entire story and has told me this story that these two individuals who went to the cake shop to have the cake made went in there because they knew that they could get him to refuse to make the cake based on his religion and they did it so that they could sue him and make money There's another case with that guy now, isn't there? Like, a, he wouldn't make a coming out cake, so they're mad at him again. There, well, because he went to court, and the, uh, the, uh, the courts are on the original case, they upheld his position and said, no, he doesn't have to do that. And that's he went correct. through all of that, cost him all that money, and then they went right in and set him up again. And basically what they're doing is they're, they're trying to impoverish him with lawsuits. Which is the reason, like that, we got FOPA, right? The firearm, uh, firearm owners protection act, because they tried to do the same thing with the gun companies. They just tried to sue them to death. That's correct. Uh, there was something not too long ago. You're right, Angela, Angelina, that uh, they sent somebody else in who was trying to do a coming out party, and he refused to make the cake for him. And again, he's being sued and 
it's because the gay community wants to put him out of business because of his religious beliefs. Let's see if I had a range and, you know, I, I put up a sign that said, you know, no nine millimeters allowed. You know, I could do that. You know, I like where you're going with this. <laughs> I had to change the subject because that was getting pretty, pretty, uh, you know, I don't know. So, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, it hurt my business, but that's up to me, you know, and the, having a right doesn't mean you're, you know, exempt from the consequences. Right. You know, I mean, I, I have the right to say what I want, but if it's wrong or I do something against a law on the side or something else, you know, you got to pay for well, it. Yeah, but as soon as I prove that nine millimeters are gay, then I that, that I take your right to court. You you can do what you want, and it still doesn't mean I have to allow it. You know, I might have to pay a fine, or I might have to do something different, or I close down and move across the street and open up another one. But it doesn't mean I have to, you know, change my views. So, and but unless the government says no, and then that's that's where we have the problem. You know, civil civil stuff and legal lawsuits and all that stuff. There's way way too many. I mean, you can't get a CCW or a CPL in Michigan if you drove a locomotive drunk or a tugboat drunk. Well, I haven't done that. You know, I mean, there's a lot of laws that that are just, you know, I mean, do they pertain now? I'm sure, but that doesn't mean they're part of the you know the Bill of Rights and keeping the government out of everything. So it kind of goes back to people being so lazy now and they want just everything without the work. So, I mean, I, th I think that's why we're here is we're discussing it so that we know what way to face them. I guess. I used my nine millimeter joke, so I'm, I'm out. So next <laughs> well, I mean, it's uh, do we have a gun shop today? What about that? So, um, yeah, we'll have an interesting conversation there. We'll switch over here to the gun shop for the day, which is uh, Western Drug and General Store in where is that? northern Arizona, someplace, uh, Spring, Springerville. So, this is up in the hunting area of Arizona, and uh, it's I guess you call it like an outfitter shop. Uh, it's a really big shop. Here's a kind of a view of a portion of it. Uh, it's kind of a big L shape, so there's lots to it. they got a pretty big gun section there, but everything from, I don't think they have produce, but everything from camping gear to crafting supplies. and I saw hostess cupcakes. Yeah, that might be the extent, you know, just snack foods and stuff, prepared or packaged foods. No, like, you know, it's not like a grocery store, but... Uh, Pretty cool place, and uh, I've been going there since we a long time since we've lived out here. Uh, it's one of the big places to uh, get stuff if you forgot something going on or whatever. Does anybody else have uh, big outfitter shops like this in your area, or does it? I guess it probably requires having you know lakes and recreational areas to need all this stuff. But I find these stores to be some of the more interesting ones. We have There's a little, a I call it a little gun shop that has a kind of deal like that, but they don't even have a website. 
Right. They don't even bother because it's all just people are walking in. They don't need to, yeah. They're not the only game in town, but they're certainly the largest. This one happens to be the largest one up there. There's a little shop and... in... I was just going to say there's a little shop in Augrade, Michigan that's been around since, I mean, since my parents were young. And I went in there in probably 88, 89, and we bought some uh, 3855 Winchester uh, lever action ammunition. And about a year ago, we went into the same shop and the guy lifted up the four inches of waders and all the boxes on top. And that original box case was still there. <laughs> and ended up buying the the last three boxes out of it. It was pretty funny that it was in the same spot for the last you know twenty some years. Crazy. Fishing poles and you know old used bows and stuff. Yeah, that would be the same as this little local shop we've got. I bet you there's stuff that's been in there since the forties. Then you ask the guy about it, and he knows exactly what box it's under. It's like, I wonder, if those Twinkies, wonder if those Twinkies have been there since the 40s. <laughs> All right, so every day we try to feature a gun shop. If you'd like to throw a gun shop into the mix, you can email us at dailygunshow at gmail.com. Today is episode 720, so I'm going to do a palate cleanser and just go left to right and see if anybody can think of something with 720. Angelina? Uh, resolution. Oh, that's a good one. Cycle camp. No, I can't think of anything. Uh, David? I got nothing on 720, sorry. Gary? Uh, other than it's two complete circles, that's the only thing I can think of. There's a whole bunch of stuff that pertains to that because it is it's a number that is two revolutions. Uh, Dano? driving or something patriot i i know pink i'm gonna follow angelina 720p resolution roosted boeing 720 airplane there's something different so there's no skateboarders in here nobody remembers the 720 oh shit tony hawk that was a real big deal back in the day so they actually spun around twice Midnight Sam, there's a Remington 720. Could be. There was a 720 Remington. That would be correct. There's a radio show or radio station in in Chicago, WGN 720. The seven millimeter Magnum had a, a, a bullet diameter of 7.2 millimeters. Just pellet cleanser. All right, so then, uh, I don't know, do I have anything else? Kind of having a discussion on big stuff tonight. It's kind of fun, and uh, I don't know, my thoughts are that uh, this seems to be one of those things where there's the big divide isn't, or isn't necessarily all the specific things we happen to be talking about today, but the big divider, it seems like, is the people that want to rely on the state to to i guess uh divide everything or to rule everything 
or the people that would rather have it be individual choice or individuals uh, having interactions between themselves. And obviously you need state occasionally for injustices that are happening on a cultural level. And then uh, what I think we're seeing, it seems like to me, is the people that are using some of those tools or attempting to use some of those tools that have good intent, but they're using them for all kinds of little things that you know are causing all kinds of conversations like this and lawsuits and things like that. So I don't know, it's not what it's all about. And it might seem tedious and annoying, but this is civil discussion and using the tools peacefully. And it's not necessarily comfortable, but it's better than an alternative of fighting, right? Yeah, I definitely like this type of conversation versus the one where just somebody's yelling about something and they don't have any ideas or anything. So I like it. Yeah, I like the idea that we haven't had anybody at another their thoughts or opinions on a subject. Now you garbled up there. I'm not sure what you said. Uh, I said I was glad to see that nobody was screaming and yelling at anybody else over their opinion of something. Ah, yes. Huh. We got a good group here. Anybody else want to say anything else before we head out, I guess? Member of the day. We do have a member of the day. It's Matt, Never Enough Ammo. Does uh, shows for uh, quite a while now. Enjoys bringing people into the conversation. He literally puts his money where his mouth is. If you want to join his chats, you just ask him for a link. And he, I don't think he has any shows that are invite only. So uh, he's brought all kinds of people into the conversation, uh, people that have come and gone and people that have jumped from his platform into larger ones. Um, so anyway, yeah, he's a cool dude. And uh, I think everybody who's familiar with this show is probably familiar with him, but if you're not, there's a link in the uh, description of this video. His name is Matt he's from Southern Texas, Never Enough Ammo. Kind of a unique situation because he's so far south in Texas, he's not able to travel to a lot of the I don't know, cool club, cool kids club type events that go on throughout the country. So he's been uh, consistently creating content and being part of the conversation without actually having that influence of knowing everybody and going to places. So he's able to give it a different perspective. Well, he was able to make it to Oklahoma. That's true. But that was so feet. I mean, that was what, 10 hours of driving or something for him? It was a long time. It, it must have been over 10 because it's it's just a little bit less than 10 for me. Yeah, it might have been even more. So, yeah, and he lives in a pretty remote portion of the country. So it's neat that the Internet gives us all a chance to know him so intimately because he's uh, willing to participate. And, again, he's all about, you know, making that available to everybody and sharing his knowledge and his experiences and using his platform as, again, a way to, for other people to be part of the whole conversation. We have a gun of the day, the Chiapa Rhino. Who wants to say anything about that one? I took a picture of one I shot one year, this white one. There's the gun, and then there's the guy. <laughs> huh? The Chiapa? I, I'm not a fan of the, the Chiapas. I'm sorry. <clears throat> it's an interesting design, uh, design I will say that. 
you know, I don't have a problem with innovation, but it definitely seems weirdly executed. It's very lightweight and fragile. It seems fragile to me in the operation. It's manual of arms is just goofy. It's not a typical revolver. So I guess that's part of the uh, having something new or different. I've actually shot it. And I like I said, it just wasn't for me. I didn't <laughs> care for it. In, in some ways, it kind of reminds me that, you know, oh, it's like the new shoes that the cool kids got to wear. As far as how they uh, market it and show it. Versus some radically different technology. You know, they did something different, but I wouldn't call it radical. I don't think they're selling all that well, are they? No. They're like a novelty. That's I don't a- know. Yankee Marshall... Bought a, a buttload of them at one point. Oh boy! Here yeah, we go. And then he stopped talking about them after a while. <laughs> like he, I, I didn't say he didn't. Yeah, I didn't say he didn't sell them all off, but he was buying them up left and right for a minute. But whatever you got, Yankee don't marry any guns. He only dates them. Whenever you got something that's new, that's different, and not necessarily an obvious needed change or a you know step in a direction that everyone understands, doesn't it need to be marketed somehow like as a cool thing? Like, oh, you should try this because it's so neat. Or I mean, isn't that like just a type of marketing of it? Well, I mean, I suppose yeah. if you're in the business of making range toys, I suppose that would be true. Well, there's there's an idea behind it. It's not just to look different. It's to you know negate the recoil and stuff. So there's a, a reason for it. Right. I personally would have did it one on top and one on bottom, so it was more like the the laser guns on the black hole. Not to talk about robots, but I've never seen. Hey, that before. might have been a better idea. Put two barrels on it and fire both both barrels at one time. And the funny thing is, that was a Disney movie that made those laser guns. It'd be a new take on a binary trigger. Yeah, I mean, put put a barrel above and the barrel below and and uh, realign the cylinder a little bit and let it have two hammers that fall at the same time. You're good to go. It would be great fun. Yeah, never mind the recoil. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Well, so you'd, you'd have to take the barrel on the top and point it in the opposite direction to counteract the recoil. <laughs> it would be a self-fulfilling uh, problem, you know. Yeah. At bottom. You're you make it out of nine, you wouldn't have recoil. <laughs> I mean, it's like like you guys said, it's not like the Rhino was the first one that did that. The Mateva did it. The uh, uh, what the hell's that other old? The Lamotte. There was a Lamont that did the same thing. I mean, the, the idea has been around for a long time to lower the bore axis and control the recoil better. But when you do that, you make it ineffective for the sites. So then you end up having to create bulk anyway. And then you know, it's not like a, an obvious improvement on the revolver. At least I don't think so. I'm, I, yeah, I'm not sure I ag- agree with that premise. I mean, anybody that shot a uh, uh, an AR-15 or an M-16 variant where the 
you have the carrying handle and the sights are three inches above the barrel has a much worse time of that than the uh, somebody shooting a, a revolver. Well, the difference is what is the standard of accuracy that you're attempting to accomplish? That's the difference. Well, it's probably why you've never seen a target model rhino. Um, there are target guns made in Russia that this blind guy made, and they are basically a Mateba. They're an upside-down semi-auto. Uh, and somehow that, what do you call it, that alignment is better for accuracy, consistency. I think I've heard of that guy. <laughs> and if you bought the firearm inventor's card, there is a card located somewhere in there. The clubs, the diamonds. So if you want to find out more, go to gearwebsites.com up a deck speaking of that today was a uh, free patch friday and i'll check over there see if anybody bought anything today and we did get one order i think as it opens up here oh, look at this right on we did get one order and we'll uh send out something extra for that one order we got today so thanks for one person that supported us today and uh it's already been sent since that was coming out from uh the uh beacon group it was a order from every second matters patch and those come out of the beacon group here in tucson it's a company that uh, employs differently able people gives them an actual job with responsibilities and a paycheck pretty cool company so we give the, the every second matters patches to them with the uh Different stuff we put in there, the, the Average Second Matters business card, and I think uh, on websites business card. And uh, they assemble the packages when we send them to them, like put them into the baggies and get them all ready. Then they hold on to them, and when the orders come in, they uh, fulfill them for us. So the $12 or something that the patches cost, probably six of that goes to Beacon Group, or five or six of that goes to Beacon Group uh, for shipping, and, and then the rest goes to the paper the patch. So. Thanks for that, and uh, we'll be doing more Free Patch Fridays uh, coming up. Uh, thanks, everybody, for participating in the uh, conversations. It's all about keeping a conversation going. I think it was a pretty good one today. And uh, anybody have anything coming up over the weekend? Today is the fourth day of Christmas, which means four pounds of bacon, I think. Really? So, yeah, it's uh, the 12 days of Christmas are after Christmas. It's not not uh, marketable, so they've tried to change it to before, but the actual 12 days of Christmas start with Christmas Day. And if you listen to those Canadians, they said four pounds of bacon, I think, in their 12 days of Christmas, McKenzie Brothers. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're talking about the, yeah. 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 Uh, strange brew dudes. Yeah. Was that uh, Second City TV? Is that what that was? Yep. yep. I think so. All right, well, I don't think anybody in here has got shows going on, but tomorrow will be Saturday. That means Travis uh, P11 will be doing Caliber Corner. He's been doing that for a while. Uh, hosts the show on Saturday mornings over on Gun Channels. The uh, Rick's Life as I See It show starts at 3 p.m. on Saturdays. Uh, we'll do a two-way workshop after that.
anybody that's interested in creating two-way content of any type uh, has stuff to share or questions, uh, join in the workshops. Saturdays have been some pretty good ones recently. Uh, after that, uh, there's an evening show. What do we got in the evening tomorrow? Is it, uh, I think uh, Snob does a show. Uh, Sarge is out there. See if he's doing a show, if he'll let us know. Um, Sunday, a bunch of people do shows as well. So there's usually something happening over on Gun Channels. Uh, lots of live conversations if you want to be part of a, a conversation like this. Uh, there's almost always something happening on Gun Channels that you can join in. Uh, lots of uh, shows on uh, schedule, live shows. That, uh, most Many of those you can jump into as well. Uh, I don't think there'll be a Moon and Smeggy show tomorrow. But um, looks like Potatoes has a show going now. So if you want to uh, jump into a live chat after this one and keep the conversation going. Uh, Potatoes has his tater tube going, and uh, we'll be back here on Monday. Quote.